I'm Brian Zimmerman, and you're listening to Jazz Is Backstage Pass. My guest today is once again Jazz Is online editor, Matt Micucci. Top of the morning to you, Matt Micucci. Hello, everybody. Actually, what time is it over there, and where in the world are you calling us from? I am currently in Prague, and it's 5 to 3 p.m., that is. Okay, well, it's 5 to 10 here in sunny South Florida, where the mm. Jazz's offices are located. And the reason we're having this call, Matt, is the second installment of our 10 Albums You Need to Know podcast. The first one was such a success, we decided to do it again for the month of March. All right, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go and excited. It is an awesome list this time around um, that you and I put together. And the plan, as always, is to discuss each of these albums a little bit and then to listen to some of the music. I'm all, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go and I can't And as a reminder, I know you're itching to go, Matt, but we just have to remind the audience (laughs) that these are not the 10 best (laughs) albums of the month. These are just simply albums we thought you should know about. They have a cool backstory, cool musical element, something neat about them. There's so much amazing music being released each month. It would be impossible to pick the 10 best albums. These are 10 that we feel like you should know about and that you should check out and add to your collection. That's right. I couldn't have put it better myself. We begin, Matt, with the Branford Marsalis Quartet and their new album, The Secret, between the shadow and the soul it was released march 1st on okay records matt tell us a little bit about this album brand from marcellus i'm a big fan of his you know he's comes from you know he's obviously the eldest son of pianist ellis marcellus he's played with the jazz messengers and other great ensembles of the past and uh, for three decades maybe a little more than that has led an acclaimed quartet of his own in fact i would argue that despite as many forays into like the jazz and classical worlds and so on and a variety of different ensembles uh, or projects. This arguably remains the primary means for the realization of his own artistry. And he's been doing it for 20 years with um, Joey Calderazzo on piano and bassist Eric Revis. Uh, actually, Justin Faulkner, who's the drummer, uh, has been aboard since 2009. But you know what? There have only been three changes in this unusually consistent lineup since its existence. And the connection between these four musicians has formed some sort of telepathic connection and communication between them. It's it's extraordinary. It really is. And, you know, I must say, as awesome as uh, Joey Calderazzo and Eric Rivas and Branford Marsalis all sound on this disc, a real surprise for me and a real standout was Justin Faulkner, the drummer, who's still in his 20s. Uh, but he has got such a mature sound. Um, and you're absolutely right. The Simpa- Simpatico on this disc is just unbelievable. Um, it's their first album since 2016's Upward Spiral that was recorded with the guest vocalist Kurt Elling. Um, and it's their first complete pure quartet effort since 2012's Four MFs Play in Tune. I'm not going to say what the MF stands for. You can use your imagination. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is just an amazing disc. You expect nothing less uh, from Branford and his crew. So we'll take a listen to the album now. This is the tune Snake Hip Waltz.
All right. Just absolutely killer stuff there. Um, wonderful to hear from Branford again. We're going to move on to the next album, Matt. And this is a new disc by vocal icon Catherine Russell. It's called Alone Together. It was released on Dot Time Records on March 1st. Okay. Um, I mean, who doesn't love the sounds of the great American songbook or the tunes of the beloved uh, swing and blues eras? But actually, vocalist uh, Catherine Russell, uh, um, she actually believes that these great compositions of the past hold some sort of truth within them about life, about the world around us and within us. And you know what? She's not alone. I happen to think so, too. I happen to think there's great truth in all the the great works of art, um, but that it's up to us to uncover those truths. And well, that's exactly what Russell seems to do on this album, Alone Together, which is actually her seventh album as a leader. And she breeds, as she breeds new life into like classics uh, by such greats as Irving Berlin, but also somewhat overrated Lewis, Lewis Jordan. So it's, it's a CD that covers a great range of moods and uh, that goes from the deeply philosophical to the passionate, to the humorous. And, and I think that's what, one of the great things about this project is that it really is. I mean, it does show that there's great truth in these wonderful songs and a truth that somehow, because we're so familiar with these songs, we may even just take for granted sometimes. Absolutely. And Catherine, as an artist, um, she just, her voice is so timeless. Um, it kind of straddles old and new. She's really, you know, become a leading interpreter of the great American songbook. And what I love about her is she, yes, she'll hit some of the, you know, most visible gems, but she'll also do some digging through that songbook and get to some of the obscure pages, um, older stuff from the blues singers of, you know, the early 20th century, um, all the way up to the Berlins and Gershwins and all that good stuff. So yeah, you can always count on Catherine Russell to put together an amazing, amazing interpretation of the great American songbook. Let's take a listen to a track. This is the title track. This is Alone Together. Alone together beyond the crowd above the world we're not too proud to cling together we're strong as long as we're together Yeah, just beautiful stuff. Um, beautiful. Solid, solid effort from Catherine Russell there on Alone Together. All right, Matt, let's move on. Switching gears completely. This next album is by the saxophonist Dave Liebman. It's called On the Corner Live, The Music of Miles Davis. And it was released March 1st on Ear Up Records. You see, I can't help you with that one because I've never heard of Miles Davis. <laughs> no, no, Miles Davis. Not- <laughs> he's a, yeah, I know he's an obscure figure. You know, a lot of our listeners may not be too hip to him, but uh, we'll, well fill him you in. know, 
Yeah, yeah. Let's see. I mean, where do we start? Miles Davis is simply one of the greatest jazz legends legends who ever lived. And one of the most loved, you know, as well. And I think, you know, he is one of the the jazz people uh the the great the biggest jazz people forever i mean it's he's one of the ones that people are the most interested in so you talk about a guy who consistently evolved and whose music consistently changed throughout his career well uh dave liebman was there in 1972 when miles recorded on the corner uh for those who don't know uh much about that album it's an album where he kind of continued his exploration of jazz fusion bringing together funk rhythms with the influence of experimental music and free jazz and all this other good stuff. Uh, but of course, not only was he there, he also played uh, soprano and tenor on it. So what better way for this uh, NEA jazz master to celebrate the memory of the standout experience of his career than by reinterpreting um, its music on a new live album with a band featuring among others, um, uh, Jeff Coffin on saxophone, whose indie label, Europe Records, is actually releasing the album. Absolutely. Also in that band, bassist Victor Wooten, drummer Chester Thompson, guitarist James De Silva, and keyboardist Chris Walters. You know, this ensemble, when you think about it, is a really forward-thinking bunch. Um, you know, because you got to remember, on the corner, when it was first released, um, it didn't come without its fair share of controversy. I mean, people were really saying that Miles Davis sold out, that he had, quote unquote, gone electric. Um, you know, it turned out to be one of the most pivotal and fruitful, you know, eras of his career um, that resulted in some just absolutely stunningly beautiful music. Um, but not everybody was so hip to it at first. Um it took a lot of forward thinking and a lot of imagination and the crew that Liebman put together, I think also kind of epitomizes this idea of, you know, innovation in jazz, um, you know, and, and all of these musicians have really in some regard been pushing the envelope forward when it came to uh, genres and using streams of, other genres to kind of invigorate jazz in a way. So this is Liebman was absolutely the perfect guy to revisit this material and the crew he assembled to do so is the perfect crew um, to bring it back to life. Let's go ahead and listen to a track. saxophonist Dave Liebman's new album. Some very funky stuff there indeed, Matt. Um, continuing along, the next album is by saxophonist Jim Snedero. It's called Waves of Calm, and it was released on the Savant Records label on March 8th. 
Yes, James Nadero has been recording as a leader since the mid-80s, just a little background information, and has had a reputation as both a, a master musician and a virtuoso on his instrument of choice, which is, of course, the saxophone. Uh, yet despite his celebrated career, I think this might be his most, or one of the most personal albums of his yet um, because it is dedicated to his father's struggle with the late stages of a particular strain of Parkinson's marked by uh, that is marked by periods of intense hallucinations followed by extreme calm and so here he plays in a quartet and the music is marked by restraint and a sort of a a hitting the right note at the right time approach which is an approach that he said, uh, you know, speaking of this album, that he's been particularly interested in as of late. Yeah, there's definitely a sense of real introspection here, of reflection. Um, you can tell there was a lot of careful thought that went into the crafting of this record. And that's something, you know, we've come to expect from Jim Sonero. This really today's master of the concept album Um you know, his previous disc was a tribute to Cannonball Adderley. Um, again, like you mentioned, this one deals with his father and his struggles with Parkinson's. Really, Jim Snedero has become one of today's best narrative players. He really knows how to tell a story through his music. And you can really feel the emotion. You can feel some of the pain, but also some of the hope and optimism um, in this music. So let's go ahead and listen to a track. We're going to hear the tune, I Fall in Love Too Easily. So again, just really moving music there. You know, that's the kind of stuff that just just stirs the heart. Um, appearing on that on that album, along with Snedero, Jeremy Pelt on trumpet, Oren Evans on piano, Nat Reeves on bass, and Jonathan Barber on drums. Um, some beautiful work there by Jeremy Pelt. And if you're interested, we reviewed Jeremy Pelt's album, Jeremy Pelt, the artist, on last month's 10 Albums You Need to Know podcast. You can visit jazzes.com and check out our podcast link to hear it. All right, Matt, let's move right along. This next disc is an exciting one. It's by the veteran trombonist Steve Davis. The album is called Correlations, and it was released on the Smoke Sessions records on March 8th. Tell us a little bit about it, Matt. Absolutely. Steve Davis, one of the leading figures on the trombone, as you said, and he's known for that unmistakable hard swinging style that first gained him recognition in the 90s while working with, you know, Art Blakey, Chick Corea, uh, Jackie McLean. Uh, on this new album, he shows no sign of slowing down. And in fact, 
debuts a new ensemble, a new sextet with a set of tunes inspired by classic compositions from jazz masters and mentors, which I think is, is a bit of a theme on this album. Absolutely. Yeah, he went to the Hart School at the University of Hartford, and one of his first mentors, and certainly the most impactful, was the saxophonist Jackie McLean. Um, Jackie, as a matter of fact, would put in the call to Art Blakey, recommending Steve Davis for the Jazz Messengers. And Matt, as it happens, Steve Davis is a subject of our next Jazz's Backstage Pass conversation. He talks about that moment where he received the call from Art Blakey telling him to come down to the gig. Um, he talks about what it was like to play with Jackie McLean and then to return to the University of Hartford, where he was a student, to become a teacher. It's a really fascinating conversation, and that is coming up two weeks from now. Be on the lookout. But anyway, oh you're exactly goodness. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. I know. I'm Get ready. Forward to hearing that. <laughs> yeah, but the music on Correlations is just beautiful. He's assembled a new sextet of mostly young people with ties back to the University of Hartford and to Jackie McLean. Indirectly and directly, it's got saxophonist Wayne Scoffrey, it's got trumpeter Josh Bernau, it's got pianist Xavier Davis, bassist Desron Douglas, and drummer Jonathan Barber. So, hey, we get to hear from Jonathan Barber again, which is always a good thing. Um, and yeah, tunes that deal with family, with life, with romance, and even of baseball. Steve Davis is a huge baseball fan. And he wrote a tribute to former Baltimore Orioles utility infielder, Tony Batista. That's how you know you're a baseball nerd. And that's how you know I'm European, because I don't know what you just said. <laughs> and that's the tune we're going to play today. Let's take a listen. hip stuff isn't it matt yeah awesome good stuff good stuff all right and like i say be on the lookout for that podcast coming very soon speaking of podcasts i'd like to take a minute here to thank the sponsors who make this and all of our podcasts possible today's show is brought to you in part by smoke sessions records who in the spring will be releasing a new album from legendary vocalist mary stallings it's called Songs Were Made to Sing, and it's due out May 17th. On it, the incomparable vocalist has crafted an exquisite collection of classic songs to reflect on a life well and passionately lived. With Songs Were Made to Sing, Stallings puts her distinctive stamp on a diverse set of 13 songs, using her gift for interpreting a lyric to transform familiar melodies into profoundly personal and captivating stories. For more info on this and all other Smoke Sessions releases, visit the label's website at smokesessionsrecords.com. We'd also like to thank Deezer, an online music streaming service that offers over 53 million tracks and over 100 million playlists. 
Deezer lets you discover artists you'll love with personalized recommendations from Deezer editors. It's available in more than 180 countries and has over 14 million users and counting. We regularly post playlists to this platform. Our latest features tunes from the saxophone legend Sonny Rollins. To hear it, just visit Deezer.com and Google Jazz Is. Another thank you to the New Jersey Performing Arts Center in Newark. Coming up for them on April 6th, a performance by bassist and living legend Reggie Workman. One of the most technically astute bassists in jazz, Workman is known for his timeless contributions to both John Coltrane's quartet and Art Blakey's Jazz Messengers. Buy tickets at njpac.org. That's njpac.org. Another huge thanks to Blue Note Records. This year, the iconic label is celebrating its 80th anniversary with a host of special events and limited edition releases. Here's an example for you. The legendary jazz label is launching the Blue Note 80 vinyl reissue series. This limited edition series was curated by Blue Note president Don Was and features mid-priced 180 gram vinyl releases in standard packaging with albums spanning the many eras of the label's history and presented by themes. For example, Blue Note debuts, Blue Grooves, Great Read Miles covers, Blue Note Live, and Blue Note drummer leaders. The series launches May 10th with the reissue of three remarkable Blue Note debuts, Herbie Hancock's Taken Off, Dexter Gordon's Doing All Right, and Robert Glasper's Canvas. It'll continue with three albums released each month for the coming year. You can learn more about it by visiting bluenote.com. And we'd also like to thank Mac Avenue Records, the label that's been putting listeners on the road to great music for 20 years. Their most recent release is by drummer Herlin Riley. It's called Perpetual Optimism, and it's coming out May 12th. Herlin is a longtime anchor of the Jazz at Lincoln Center Orchestra, and on his new album, he preaches his silver line gospel on 10 tracks whose joyous spirit and contagious swing are sure to convert any listener to the bright side. Check it out at macavenue.com. And finally, we'd like to thank the Adrian Arsht Center for the Performing Arts here in Miami. Coming up for them as part of the Jazz Roots series, Sergio Mendez with From Brazil With Love. The three-time Grammy Award-winning producer, composer, keyboardist, and vocalist returns to the Arch Center for a great evening of bossa nova and samba. That's taking place April 12th at 8 p.m. Tickets available at arshtcenter.org. All right, let's get back to the music. All right, Matt, this next album is a real doozy, and uh, it's Snarky Puppies Immigrants. It will be released March 15th on Snarky Puppy's homegrown label, Ground Up Music. I think a lot of people have been waiting for this release uh, for a while. A lot of people, because uh, they are, I think, uh, everyone can agree there, one of the most popular and sort of loved instrumental ensembles in the world today. And uh, you know what? They've always represented the in- immense benefits of multiculturality through their music. And it's really a good time to represent that, whether in music or in any other sort of art form or a- anything else. So they've done that through you know, their influences or the nationalities of the members of the band, but also of the musicians that they have collaborated with, because they're always active doing something. Um, but this is precisely, like I said, the theme that drives the new album, Immigrants. Uh, which is their first uh, album since Culture Vulture. But that's Immigrants spelled 
I M M I G R A N C E. I think I got that right. Um, you did. It's, <laughs> it's a and my my yeah. spell check always dings me for. Writing. I know that's why I mentioned it. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so it's a little rawer and moodier than culture vulture, but I think that's that's on purpose, you know. Uh, I I personally love that little raw edge, but um, anyways, um, it has many of the same musicians as the previous album. And also the same dynamic and creative spirit that I think we've come to love uh, from this ensemble. So great stuff. Great stuff. You know, I spoke with Michael League, the bassist and one of the founders of Snarky Puppy, about the making of this album. And he said that, you know, it kind of kind of came together like all of the other Snarky Puppy albums, which is they get in the studio you know, they roll the tape, they see how things feel, they lay down some tracks, and then in the process, themes start to emerge, you know, and this one, as you mentioned, Matt, they kind of got some raw, uh, moodier, um, you know, heavier themes um, throughout the music. And yeah, the album kind of became this meditation on culture and diversity and our current moment here in America. So again, it's got all that jam band energy of a classic snarky puppy album, but also a bit to chew on here. So let's take a listen. This is the tune Zavi from snarky puppies album immigrants. And as we move right along, the next album, Matt, is by drummer Ulysses Owens Jr. It's called Songs of Freedom, and it will be released March 15th on the Resilience Music Alliance label. I think we can all agree that these are certainly politi crazy political times that we're living in. And as Nina Simone famously said, it is an artist's duty to reflect the times. <laughs> so that's what uh, Ulysses Owens junior does in his new album which by all accounts can be considered i think a political album especially because it carries the spirit of the rebellion of the turbulent 60s and it does that by exploring the songbooks of three different iconic female songwriters uh nina simone abby lincoln and Joni mitchell and so and also, as if as if he were sort of communicating uh, the spirit of the, the turbulent sixties and the message that this music carried to a younger generation, uh, in particular, he does so by collab collaborating with some of today's uh, most acclaimed young jazz vocalists. And I think you know they offer a fresh interpretation that really speaks out to a newer audience. So the aim of the album, actually, uh, to just just to, to it seems to be, as, he's, as he has said, as Ulysses has said, uh, to unite people. And, uh, and I think, you know, uh, albums like these, they're, they're definitely needed. And uh, just to elaborate on those, you know, young vocalists, and I'm sure they'd all appreciate being called young, Matt, um, that he brought in. Um, they are Renee Marie 
Theo Blackman and Alicia Olatuja. Um, so really three of today's most acclaimed jazz vocalists. Um, also um, appearing on that disc is a, is a rising star, Joanna Majoko. So yeah, there's a lot of heavy hitting vocal power on this disc, be it with the vocalists that actually appear on the album or those that inspired it. So yeah, let's take a listen to a track. This is Nina Simone's song, Mississippi Goddamn, as performed by Renee Marie, who joins Ulysses Owens Jr.'s band on Songs of Freedom. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Alabama making me so upset. Tennessee making me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. Can't you feel it? Can't you see it? It's all in the air. I can't stand the pressure much longer. Somebody say a prayer. Alabama's got me so upset. Tennessee making me lose my rest. And everybody knows about Mississippi Goddamn. So, yeah, some very powerful stuff there. Um, and, Matt, I'd like to share a quote now from Ulysses Owens Jr. Uh, about the album. He released it uh, via press statement. He said, art has the ability to help you buy the time and get through. Nina, Abby, and Joni were doing that while in even crazier times. My ultimate goal with Songs of Freedom is to unite people. Uh, and it certainly does. Music has a way of doing that and great music like that uh, of Ulysses Owens Jr. and this crew has the power to do it even better. So, very nice work from a talented drummer. All right, Matt, moving right along. This next album is by two pianists really in their prime. It's uh, Vijay Iyer and Craig Taborn's latest release, The Transitory Poems. And that is going to be released March 15th on ECM Records. What's up with this album, Matt? Yeah, these are two of the of the most exciting musicians uh, around today, I think. So it's great to finally see them pair up under the ECM banner to release their very first album together. Uh, this despite the fact that they have been playing together in different projects since 2002. So they know each other uh, quite well, both personally and, of course, musically. And so they figured out a way to mesh and meld their distinctive artistic approaches. To me... It's no coincidence that the album is called a transitory poem because for well for two reasons. One is that I consider them, as probably many people do, as these guys as poets, you know, and what they do. Uh, but the title actually has another really interesting meaning that comes from a Cecil Taylor interview. Cecil Taylor being one of their inf the influences that they uh, pay homage to. They they um they tribute in this in this album. And Cecil Taylor used this term to, to describe the way in which humanity unfolds against a backdrop of the mountains that are here to stay, which I think is a, a beautiful, uh, a beautiful quote. Yeah. I also just want to mention here um, to give some context that this album was recorded live in the concert hall of the Franz Liszt Academy of Music in Budapest, Hungary in March of last year. Um, and in addition to uh, Cecil Taylor, other really formative influences on this 
duo and on this album as a whole. Um, Muhal Richard Abrams, the pianist and really founding member of the AACM, and another pianist, Jerry Allen, um, who passed away a few years ago, but left really a lasting influence on these two pianists and uh a whole bunch more. Um, another big influence is the painter and sculptor Jack Witten. And uh, so, yeah, as with everything these two musicians do, um, it's highly conceptual. It's it's sparse. It's searching, but um, you know, it's also imbued with just a, a, a lot of soul and a lot of brilliant musical intention. So let's take a listen. Shakedown from Vijay Iyer and Craig Taborn's new album, The Transitory Poems. Okay, Matt, we are going to change gears ever so slightly and move on to our next album. This one is by the vocal legend Betty Carter. It's an album of previously unreleased music. Um, it's called The Music Never Stops, and it will be released, released March 29th on Blue Engine Records. You know, when I first found out about this album uh, and I read about it, I had to kind of do a double take. I couldn't believe that it hadn't been released before. I just couldn't. So I was really confused for a while. I mean, it's always great to see new unreleased music from jazz's greatest interpreter and Betty Carter was certainly that you know she was a, a great vocalist she was known for like her exceptional improvisational skills her imaginative interpretational lyrics and and this album really is her first release uh, composed of entirely previously unheard material in 22 years I read and so it's it's this it's it was described and it is a tour de force live performance captured uh, during the early days of the jazz at Lincoln Center, and so that's another reason to to get excited about this uh, this album, and and here she's kind of backed by a full jazz orchestra, a string section, three distinct piano trios, and she's switching between the different ensemble ensembles tirelessly, and the the performance was actually uh, captured at New York's Aaron Davis Hall, uh, as I said in the early days of jazz at Lincoln Center. I mean, it's great to be able to hear it on record. I, and I really still can't believe that it was never released before. Yeah, I agree. I kind of have to do a double take, too, when I read that this is Betty Carter's first posthumous album. Um, and like you mentioned, it was recorded at New York's Aaron Davis Hall in 1992, which was six years um, before Carter would ultimately pass away. Um, but you know, even if you've never heard Betty Carter or unfamiliar with her, this is actually a great introduction because, as you mentioned, it has her fronting a few different ensembles, switching back and forth between 
genres. She will smoke through a bebop tune like nobody's business, but then turn right around and just make you cry with the most heart-wrenching ballad. Um, she was known for her stamina, for endur- for her endurance as a vocalist, um, and as they say in the press materials here, she was wearing out the musicians with her stamina over the course of this two hour set. So yeah, this, I was as a huge Betty Carter fan, I was so excited to see this release. Um, and even more excited to share it a little bit with you. Let's take a listen. This is the Betty Carter classic tight. All right. Yeah. I mean, you just got to love Betty Carter. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Such energy. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Which brings us, Matt, drum roll, please, to our final album on the list. And it's a good one. It's a really good one. It's by Joshua Redman and his quartet. The album is called Come What May, and it will be released March 29th on None Such Records. Bring it on home, Matt. So we started the list by mentioning a new work by an acclaimed quartet led by a saxophonist. And it's only fair that we should end it with another one. (laughs) And this one is led uh, by Joshua Redman. And it's his first LP with his longtime friends and colleagues, uh, Aaron Goldberg, uh, Ruben Rogers and Gregory Hutchinson. whom he also calls his favorite artists in the world, his favorite uh, musicians in the world. Uh, So this actually follows beyond and passage of time. There are two previous albums that were released in the early 2000s. And despite the fact that they hadn't recorded a studio album in so long, they've been touring and performing together for many years, many, many years. And again, their camaraderie and friendship really shows that they interact with one another on this new album. Let's listen to a track. Let's listen to How We Do. I dug that, man. I don't know about you. Oh man, it's been good. It's been it's been it's a good list, you know. It's a good starting point uh, for my music this month, for my new jazz music this month. It's a good starting point, but not the only music that I'll be listening to this month. That's for sure. <laughs> exactly, and we write about all kinds of music um, on our website. 
www.jazzes.com. So to see this list, read it for yourself, check it out, and then go ahead and explore all the other musicians and albums and artists and interviews and reviews we've got up there. And hey, Matt, I don't know about you, but sometimes when I'm busy and on the go, I like to read my news, you know, on my phone, tablet, what have you. I'm a busy guy, as you can imagine. Oh, yeah. Come Sunday morning, though, all I want to do is sit down on the couch with a nice cup of coffee and read through a premium print magazine. How does that sound to you? It sounds pretty good. Fortunately, we offer both. What? Yes, up to the minute, full, robust, immersive, media-embedded website for you on the go. That's unbelievable. Accessible through any device and any platform, but also a premium award-winning print magazine to read at your leisure on Sunday morning or whatever morning or evening with a cup of coffee or beverage of your choice. Beverage not included. (laughs) You can subscribe to both, Matt, by visiting our website and clicking the big red subscribe button in the left-hand corner. Um, You're not going to regret it. We offer some great options for you and you have access to the best jazz journalism anywhere on the planet. Please check us out, jazzis.com. Matt, that brings us to the end of our 10 albums you need to know list for March 2019. It's been a pleasure. It absolutely has. Till next time, Matt. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, and that does it for another episode of Jazz's Backstage Pass. Thanks once again to online editor Matt Micucci for joining me to talk about the 10 albums you need to know for March 2019. The theme music for Jazz's Backstage Pass comes from pianist Emmett Cohen. It's the tune Folk Song from his album, The Master's Legacy Series, Volume 1. Thanks again to all our sponsors, and we will see you next time. <laughs>